It's Friday, March 20th, 2020. This is episode 1696 of WDW Today. This edition of WDW Today from home. I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Terry Weaver. And I'm Matt Lott. And uh, this is going to be a weird one, folks. Uh, fair warning. Uh, like I said, Terry's got like the pro set up. I'm sitting here with my ear pods and my computer in front of me. Uh, hoping to do something fun for you guys. Uh, we're recording this late Thursday night. Uh, we're live on our Facebook page, so good evening. I hope you guys are having a good night. Uh, so if the energy level seems a little different, I hope uh, hope you bear with us and enjoy the rest of the show. It looks like I maybe uh, let's see. I'm pulling up our Facebook feed right now to see what we're talking about. I've asked for a lot of comments. People were uh, were uh, asking about uh, what we should talk about because honestly, folks, I'm, I'm I'm a bit lost for words tonight. I don't know exactly. How to start this show. Things have changed rapidly in the last two weeks uh, since we spoke to you. You all likely know that. Uh, you know, currently all the Disney resorts around the world are closed, and uh, we're here at home trying to bring some sense of normalcy to you. And we'll try our best uh, to keep it appropriate for the time, but also bring a little positivity, a little fun into your life tonight. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to take them. Uh, this may be the best time to get them because we can answer at least our best of our ability. Uh, if you're watching in the Facebook group, try to get them over on the Facebook page as well. That'll help us out. Uh, but guys, how are you doing? Go ahead, Lot. Okay, I'm doing pretty good. I'm at home. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I, I was quarantined earlier in the week, but that's because we thought a relative staying with us had gotten sick, but he got tested and it came back, no, like came back yeah. negative. So I got to get a little bit of normalcy back today which was nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. terry you work from home pretty much all the time so how does it feel does it feel any different really or are you yeah. just uh, chilling just what does it feel like with people who work from home uh most of the day? <laughs> it's it's weird because it's not as quiet as it normally is normally people are like you know doing their thing and now people want things during the day um, yeah normally when yeah, i go to the plan is certainly getting uh, hit this uh this month yeah, when I go to uh, the store, like normally it's like, hey, there's nobody here except for a couple of homeschooling moms. But, uh, you know, the... yeah, now there's no stores, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, I have seen some people like venturing out into uh, Disney Springs. My buddy Scott, he was going through the boardwalk last night. I guess some places were still open until last night. Yeah. The ESPN, I guess ESPN zone or whatever closes tomorrow. But they're it. They're like the last man standing. Uh, which is a bit odd, but I've seen some pretty uh, crazy pictures and videos. I do think those are a little overblown because I feel like people are like, have you never seen pictures of like when it's closed? Like, I don't know, I understand. But I am, uh, I, I do uh, sympathize with the fact that it is is bizarre. This is a bizarre time uh, for all of us who do these kind of things who are, what, Terry, what's your term for people who work in the Disney sphere? Mousepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> That was the most real laugh you've ever seen from that lot. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Usually that's not on camera. Laugh at me, make fun that's... of me. It's okay. No, well, no, no, it's just uh, mousepreneurs. That's, that's it. It sounds like manure is what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I mean, Terry, did you say it you out loud me. first? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, we are we're taking comments. Uh, let's get some questions and comments going. Um, but we're trying to we're kind of keep it light. I've been watching a lot of uh, – uh, Disney YouTube videos, not the Bart Scott specials of just people driving. Uh, my kids have started screaming at those <laughs> and yelling, like, no more. 
of the driving videos, but I do think there's a lot of people that got hooked on those the last couple of weeks. I've gotten a lot of comments. Like, there's two things I can say that I feel like I may have popularized within the Disney community. The Black Spire book, which I think I've sold tens of thousands of copies of, and maybe also uh, popularizing the weird watches of people who just drive from different spots to Disney World. So. Yeah, I feel like I, f- I feel like with the uh, the lady that wrote the Black Spire owes you like a check or something. And I, yeah, I, uh, I've tried to reach out, but so far to no avail. <laughs> well, maybe she's available this week. Maybe you can get a hold of her. Maybe she's around. Uh, assigned a cop. She was like, "They have them at Barnes and Noble." I was like, "All right." Well, yeah, that's no good. Oh, no, no, I've helped you so much. <laughs> yeah. I know Disney. They did like this. Which me, I did a whole lot. Right. For your career, since was, I know it was only the second Star Wars licensed novel, but you know whatever. Come on now. So, this you know one of the things I I kind of thought we could talk about our memories, and one of my favorite memories that has been shared on the show, it was in our pre-lot days, um, is the story of you and uh, Will Haynes Logan going to Ooh. like a weird meetup with Ridley Scott, with a bunch of like. Yeah. A bunch of little children and a couple of weird old men. For sure. I'm sorry you're breaking up there. But uh, yeah, uh, Will and I, and I think we may have talked about this before, there's a book series uh, called Kingdom Keepers. And it is not unlike, a, almost like a Harry Potter style series. There's like seven or eight books. I love the first one. The rest are fine. Oh, I think we lost Matt Lott. He disappeared. He had to go take a bathroom break. Uh, but the first one I sorry. love... Uh, first one I love, and it uh, takes place all in early 2000s, mid-2000s at Walt Disney World, so still in GM. Uh, but it, it's not unlike the Delilah Dawson book of uh, Black Spire because they get very specific, like oddly specific, almost hilariously specific. So they'll be like, I jumped upon, and everything is like trademarked and perfectly said, like stuff no one would say the way they say it. Like, I jumped on the Walt Disney World monorail, headed over past the Grand Floridian uh, you know, resort and spa, and to the right was the Disney's wedding pavilion. Almost like reading the monorail spiel uh, <laughs> as he's like, kids. This is where lucky couples can be married. You know, it's this whole deal. But I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. I thought the book's actually really good and it told really cool stories. Uh, so I, uh, Ridley, Ridley Pearson was doing a signing here locally at a store that doesn't exist anymore. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I got my, my, my copies right over there somewhere. I can go find it. Um, I was like, I'm going to go get him to sign my Kingdom Keepers number one. Uh, just like I got Stan Lee to sign my Fantastic Four. It's the exact same level of celebrity. Exactly. Uh, and I went and I brought that with me. I also bought his new book and we got there and there was only like 15 people there and uh, all children except for like me, Will, my wife and like one other dude. And that guy was, if I thought I was excited about Kingdom Keepers, like he was on a different level. And um, it really, cause it was one of those first kind of crossover mediums. It reminded me a lot of when uh, sitcoms would go to Disney world. Like it had that kind of vibe where it was these characters inside a story of a place that you actually know. And uh, I remember just one question being asked and the guy said something like, like, do you think the characters are, do you picture them the way they're pictured on the cover? And Ridley Pearson said, no. And then the guy got very angry and stormed off, left his books there. And the only other adult was clearly a crazy person. And he left Uh, and he left. So it was just left to me, Will, and some moms and uh, their children 
uh, for this signing. And uh, it was fun. It was still fun. I'm glad I had my book signed because I see the lines he draws at Disney and they're legit. But not here, not locally, not not bringing in the local market. That's hilarious. Wow. Still one one of the greatest, uh, one of my favorite Will and Logan Lascapades. Yeah, we have many of them. They continue on, whether it's hanging out with Floyd Mayweather or whether it's uh, hanging out with that puppet monkey at the at the California <laughs> Grill. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of stories, and and that's always good. It's good to share your stories. And if somebody, someone put like, can you explain like the pitfalls of your first ever trip as an adult to Walt Disney World? I thought that was an interesting question, huh. but I started thinking, I was like, when when like when is that line considered adult? Like when I'm like financially like okay, or like when I was making poor life decisions, or going with like <laughs> like when when is it like when was when was that? And they're like, what were your biggest pitfalls? Now it helped that I going most of my life. So it's not like it was something new, but, uh, it, uh, it, it was, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any pitfalls. I mean, my wife and I did, uh, this was back in, I don't know, 2007 or so we did, uh, we flew, this is when flights were like $25 on Southwest, which I mean, they're close to that now. Uh, we flew in and, um, we went to all four parks, hit all major rides, and flew home within the same 12 hours. So it was a crazy thing. We left at 7 o'clock in the morning. And our flight, I think, was at – we landed at 9 a.m. And our flight returning home was at 9 p.m. So that was a really fun day and one that I'll never do again because it was both really fun and uh, something you do when you're 20 and, yeah. and not tired. Yeah, I think our first like trip that was – like, I don't really feel like you're fully an adult until you get married. Maybe it's just because you start, like, you live on your own and you're out. Like, at least uh, for me. And so, like, one of my first trips that I remember that doing that was right after 9-11. Um, we were – I was in Florida um, on the road with a band. And we were – it was the time of the year was see at the pole rallies. And, um, you know, most of – much like what's happening now is, like, much – a lot of things got canceled. And uh, this this well, this event, like, was like, hey, we're doing it. Our people want it. There's going to be 1,500 kids there. We still want you guys to come in. So we came, and then a friend of ours had a condo in Daytona Beach, and we were hanging out at Daytona Beach. We're like, oh, we could just drive to the parks. And we, we got there, and it was like, wow, the drive from Daytona to the theme parks is crazy. Um, let's just get on Priceline. And this was when Priceline was like the Wild West. It was brand new. I was like, let's just put in like $18 on Priceline and see if we can get a hotel. Um, and we got what is now the, the, I think it's the B hotel at the time it was a Marriott hotel and went to, went to, uh, is that the one, like, is that in downtown Orlando? Downtown, or downtown Disney at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, it, yeah. it was, you know, literally right there. They had bus service. And so we stayed there for $18, which I think at the time we were spending gas was pretty expensive after nine 11. So it was more than 18. I'm going to ask you there. I don't want to cut you off, but the drive from Daytona to Disney is like an hour. Yeah, what happened that made it so crazy? Yeah, it's like seventy miles. Well, but when you're used to when you're used to the drive for, the drive from um, Port Orleans, that's a, very, that's a very young person thing. When you're like, "Oh man, I can't do it. There's nothing to do. It's just an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do for an hour?" Well, it was mainly because it's like when you got to the parks. There was literally no one in the parks. And so, like, I remember, like, I remember sitting in Whispering Canyon with two other tables. And so almost every attraction we were on, like, we 
I mean, it was it was the emptiest I've ever seen the parks, and so um, yeah, it just was just a weird time. But we had we had we made a great trip about it. Um, I think we we took our merch money that we made that week and tipped the servers and um, had an amazing experience. And um, you know, if there's anything that you know in the midst of these what, what kind of seemed like dark times is you know you know theme parks have had had a had a bad go of it and bounced back and um i'm, I'm excited to you know I, i'm already kind of looking forward to planning my next trip i don't know when it's going to be yet but as soon as it is I, I'm, I'm ready to i'm ready to run down main street usa and play again I remember when you used to be able to run down Main Street USA. I don't think I've. Uh, <laughs> I think it's usually there's usually there's going to be someone stopping you, saying "Sir, you slow doing? down." Well, and there's someone with a wand saying "This way now." Yeah. No. <laughs> and then you run down the middle and you get caught in the little tracks and just your yeah, leg yeah. gives in. Yeah. It's like oh, you fall in and Terry wears flip flops like a crazy person, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, you and Will out there flip flopping it up, walking 20 miles a day. Uh, that okay i will say that's my rookie mistake if you ever want to know what rookie mistakes are wearing yeah. flip-flops the first few trips and then being like what was i ever thinking and uh man and i used to like duct tape my feet to try to like not just completely right. destroy them you used to I'd duct tape your flops or converse. converse oh yeah that's just as bad up the, the back of your your heel there you know like mm -hmm. on the back of yeah. your foot oh that's the worst old blister busters yeah that's do people say that i just said that we said it a blister pack. <laughs> For those who don't know, a blister pack. <laughs> you know, we had one of my favorite memories. Um, we went, it was the first time that I have ever been over the holidays. And so this year, which is now, you know, it's like, don't go. And this was the stretch that included Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day. Like we were there that week. Um, mm -hmm. And it was the big lot family you know, Mississippi spreadsheet trip, but it was one of our first big trips because my niece was very young, but we stayed for the, um, it was the new year's fireworks, you know, and, yeah, and we stayed up all deal. night and they had this huge like dance party that happened after the fireworks. And I can't remember if it was midnight or if it was kind of like a, an early midnight for kids or whatever, but it was so much fun. And she was just dancing around right there in front of the castle because most people had you know after the fireworks and they kind of scattered but man that i'll never forget it she was having so much fun and i was just like this is this is the greatest place in the world yeah. this is awesome you know that was, yeah, if, that was a cool memory. if you've never done new year's eve i mean i've done it now uh, two or three times but i've never gone inside the park we've never done inside the park because it's just it's said crazy. it's wild it's insane i i don't think i could take it um it would stress me out but Obviously, I think they've cracked down on a lot more, but basically 10 years ago or so, mm -hmm. you could go to like the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian or to the uh, transportation centers. You could watch the fireworks, these crazy, amazing fireworks from anywhere. And I loved that. We did it twice. I did it uh, both times from the Grand Floridian for the beach of the Grand Floridian and once from the Polynesian. And uh, the view was just, I mean, it's just an property uh, and go to that. But the most fun thing I've ever done in New Year's Eve in, in the Orlando area is medieval times. And if you're looking for a way to not spend <laughs> the Disney money but have a freaking blast, you go to medieval times, uh, New Year's celebration. Uh, one, uh, the, the drinks are flowing. People are having a good time at that, that late night show. They're like at 9 o'clock. I don't even think it goes till midnight. It's just like 9 o'clock. 
uh, the black and white night, I think, wins because it's kind of like the colors of New Year's Eve. And we got the black and white night, and I didn't realize like that was going to happen. And I mean, I when we won, I like jumped out of my seat screaming. And as someone who can lose themselves in professional wrestling, it's not that big of a jump to jump to uh, medieval times <laughs> and, and not realize it's not real. Oh my goodness, we had a great time. Uh, that is, <laughs> I've done the fireworks a few times. That's always fun. But if you're looking for like a side thing to do that is very crowd controlled, you know what? There's like, I don't know, a thousand people, probably not even that can fit in medieval times. That by the end of it, it's you know you go home and it's like, okay, well that was nice. It's not like you're going to be packed in right. there with an unseemly amount of people. You like a good predetermined ending in your sporting and your dinner theater events. In most things, uh, I like, uh, I don't, and you know, when you say that, it's funny, because like when I was a kid, I used to remember getting mad for a minute at pro wrestling, and then like when someone I loved lost, and then just being like, Logan, they knew going in, they were going to lose. It was just part of the deal, just part of the show, and there was something about that, like psychologically was okay. Like, I've had my heart broken from real sports, and I think that I'm like, well, but yeah, but that's, and with wrestling, it's very hard to break my heart, unless it's like a great story. Because I know, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, this is just for fun. So, and um, I've been watching a lot of pro wrestling with no audience, so that's been fun too. So yeah. Mark just asked if any of us had any Pleasure Island Mark. stories. And I'm probably the only one that is yeah. old enough um, to have been in – because Pleasure Island closed in, what, 10? Uh, I was old enough, but by the time that we were old enough, it was not cool. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. I remember going and walking around and being like, "This yeah. is not what those commercials were when I was no, a this, kid." <laughs> this is not New Year's Eve every night. Yeah, uh, and um, no, I think my only Pleasure Island story would be to just look like when it would be roped off and like look right. over and be like, "What's going on in there? What are they doing <laughs> at that Bonkers Comedy Club?" Yeah, and see, I already... I'm going to go to that Rewind '80s nightclub. How you think I'm going to do over here? And, uh, eight tracks. <laughs> Oh man, I would, I would dream of it. But then, like once I became of age, it was still like we got married; it was still open, uh, but like barely, barely open. Uh, Pleasure Island. So Moon I, Man had left the building. I remember yeah. us going. I guess it probably would have been on our honeymoon, and so you know I was twenty two, twenty three, and we went. And you know I grew up in a pretty conservative Christian environment, so to like. I felt like it, it, it was the first time I like I felt like I was like living on the edge, you know, and, and we went to the, you know, the improv club and like I'd never been to a comedy yeah. club. And it, I think at the time there was a wild horse or some kind of country, like country saloon or yeah, something. Yeah. Like a yeah, wannabe, like the unwild horse. Like cowboys. Yeah. And then, but I, but I do very much remember like the, the stage that was the end, um, and just watching the like, like wait, it's New Year's every night here. Like these people do this every night. It just seemed like so like. And that is the ultimate '90s dream. Like right. if there's a '90s dream, it's that New Year's Eve would happen every night of your life. I mean, I still love that. I still, uh, still I mean, my new radio show opens with "Imagine if New Year's Eve and Fourth of July had a baby, or had an audio <laughs> baby every morning." Part of that is certainly inspired by uh, Pleasure Island because that marketing really like did something to me. Though I had never got to really experience it full but i remember mainly i remember the videos of watching it in the hotel room like yeah. watching the hotel room like all the people just ah. and then i remember watching a kiss performed a uh, pre putting the makeup back on uh on new year's eve one uh, one year and they did uh, it was like the uh bruce kulik and eric singer era of kiss and uh they tore it up i just remember like i have those kind of memories i'm like 
these amazing parties, but I never got to experience City Walk, on the other hand, opened right when I was becoming like of age and a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like open to 99, so I'll be like 14, 15. So there'd be like teen night at the Groove. Um, I think I went to that once. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> not my crowd. Um, but even like at that point, like Halloween Horror Nights, like this stuff that kind of was uh, cool and, and Margaritaville and uh, that, so that became my version of that. Not necessarily Pleasure Island, but the um, the alternative. The, mm-hmm. the... I remember the first time I went to Orlando. Kind of... I went on a trip by myself looking at Christian colleges. <laughs> um, and I had just come from like um, visiting uh, Pensacola Christian College and was on my way to visit uh, Clearwater Christian College, which are both incredibly conservative schools. And I remember going to like Margaritaville that night and just feeling like, man, this is like next level. This is living, this is living like in another, on another level. And so like sitting in those uh, Anirondack chairs out in front of Margaritaville just felt like, like, this is it, man. This is, this is the high life. I'm living it. This is like a, that was back when the, the uh, commercials were, uh, was it Budweiser or Coors that had the, I love you, man commercials do you remember those yeah. i think i think they were about yeah I yeah just, that was but that was better i just i felt like i was in the middle of one of those moments you know i and that was back when uh universal um universal you would go for the day and i had never been but i went 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 to universal that was back when they when they had you know the nickelodeon show um and you could go like walk through and see all the, the like the studios being made and like when I left, I only knew that I had like one day, but like you had the option to like for a dollar come back the next day. And it was just like for a dollar, you know, like it just felt Crazy. like, you know, it felt like I won the lottery, like that that was an option. So, well, yeah, I mean, SeaWorld, SeaWorld still do that. You go one day and you go for the year. I think they still may do that promotion. And that's uh, that's something that you can obviously enjoy if you're a SeaWorld person. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I go to SeaWorld. SeaWorld used to do, they still do these like big concert events, but they did um, barbecue and buds or buds and barbecue fest, which was just like the best of the worst bands of the eighties <laughs> and nineties. And you ate, uh, you had unlimited beer and unlimited barbecue. And it'd be like, and now Ryan Cabrera. And it was just being like an incredible night. Or I think I saw Dennis the Young from Sticks perform once. Like wow. the hits of Sticks. Uh, and then always random Christian fans do It's like Buds and Brews with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. But that's kind of like with Food and Wine now. Food and Wine is like Food and Wine with David Crowder. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's fine with it, but I don't You're know. Right. Right. Yeah. Crowder likes to park. That's what I hear. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He likes to party. Crowder likes to party. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's so I guess uh, all those uh, 80s bands, I feel bad for them, man. That's like a huge, got to be a huge hit to them to not be performing. And we saw some of the entertainment cut. And we saw some people getting, you know, obviously that stuff happening. I don't know if that stuff was planned in accordance to all of this or what, mm-hmm. but I think Terry posted like the drum people in Japan and the uh, the, the British and you know, the British one I think we knew was coming because they're going to build the very Poppins area. Mm-hmm. I think that one, I was like, well, yeah, but I mean, I was back there last um, December and there were there weren't nobody back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like three people, so I get that that area needs kind of a redo. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, do we need to talk about Terry? I think we should. Um, I know we've been going like what twenty thirty minutes here. Uh, 
I'm talking about Travel Nation because Travel Nation obviously is a sponsor of our show. Uh, Airbnb, obviously, these are companies um, that are support our show, including obviously my company and my house that I rent out. These are people that are going through some interesting times. And I think uh, you know, we're seeing cancellations. And by the way, if you want a last minute trip, uh, nothing's <laughs> open. But if you want to go, uh, I'll hook it up. Uh, but for people that are planning still their vacations and trying to figure out what to do and how they should proceed, I know Adam had sent us from um, Travel Nation sort of some some talking points of what what they have to say and what they were doing going forward. Because obviously, Travel Nation uh, is our preferred travel provider here at, at WDW today, and they've been a, a great loyal company uh, for the last year or so, and we've appreciated their friendship also. And uh, look, I mean, I'll be honest, I had a huge trip plane with Travel Nation, seventy people. Uh, going on a big international trip, and I had to, uh, sadly, as, as a lot of people do, had to, to reschedule that for uh, probably next year. But that's still up in the air exactly where that would be. But so I know there are some some interesting things though he sent us when it comes to cancellation and, and the people don't need to panic right now uh, in in those kind of situations. I'll pull up the talking points too. You can uh, if you got them though, go ahead. Yeah, I've got them. You know, and one of the things that Travel Mention is kind of, you know, they're kind of promoting this like idea of here for you that they're here for you, they're here to help you navigate through this time. And, you know, one of the things I loved when everybody was like, man, I've got to cancel my trip. You know, Travelmation was was on hold um, in, in, in navigating just the hard time of, of reality of, like, canceling this trip you've been planning for a long time and helping people reschedule. And, you know, you know, that's kind of one of the things that people are, you know, that we're encouraging people to do is to not just cancel but to reschedule and, you know, you know, maybe for the fall or late summer and hoping that we're going to be, you know, be back at it again. And one of the one of the things that was amazing is I know I heard some people um, that had either used a discount option or had used like, you know, their their their, uh, you know, membership club that they belong to, you know, and, they, and I heard I saw one guy that was on hold for seven hours. Um, and with Travel Nation, yeah. you didn't have to do that. They were handling that. They were rescheduling. I didn't know your phone could do that. Uh, so there <laughs> yeah. you go. I'm sure they were like plugged in, right? Like I'm sure they were on speakerphone and it was just listening to hold music forever. But yeah, travel mention. Um, and I, I know that I know their agents are going through. Uh, I'm a hard time right now, and we're we're here for you guys. I know many 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 people have become travel mention agents from listening to this show and heard about it here. And so um, you know we're, we're excited for when the parks do open and when we're all able to travel again. We're all right, we're all thinking about our next trips. I know I'm thinking about mine and you know i'm grateful that you know we have travel mation to kind of help people get through this time and um even now yeah. i see several yeah. travel mation so had, agents on yeah. watching with us yeah i mean i had to I said we had to handle you know canceling 70 essentially trips so thinking about that way or 40 or 50 trips uh that wasn't something that it was very easy for me because i just reached out to my travel agent agent and said hey man i know you know uh and he had already reached out he had already actually made all the contacts before i even said anything knowing this was likely coming and had all the answers for me. They did a great job. So yeah, their big thing right now is they're here for you. And uh, also there's no need to cancel. They said trips uh, for right now, only immediate trips should cancel. Uh, they'll release information as they get it and they'll look, they'll make sure you're in a good spot. And uh, they took care of people and they're still taking care of people, obviously as they reschedule. Uh, and same for us here at uh, the Airbnb in the house, not here. I'm not there now. I wish I was, but not there. Um, you know, people who, we did book, you know, they have trips that are right now, obviously, we, we refunded them. And it, it's the right thing to do, but it is tough on a lot of people. Uh, like I said, I'm very thankful for the fact that uh, Amanda and I had at least some foresight when we decided to invest in this. 
to say, okay, well, if something happens, and, and our head was not something like this, our head was something like, um, like what you said happened on, on 9-11 or what happened on where just something could tank tourism, uh, what would, would we be able to afford it? And we're in a very good position to where, yes, we can. So I'm not really complaining about myself, but I know a lot of people are dealing with it. And I know a lot of the people, like you said, Travelmation, this is their job. Uh, so we want to make sure we, we help them, support them however we can, uh, and uh, thank them for their service. If you are planning your trip to Walt Disney World, which you should be, you should still be looking at what your options are. Uh, they're making still announcements. There's things happening uh, in, in that. I mean, what we had the Avengers campus announced like two days before they decided to shut down the parks. So if that everything settles down, that opens in July. That's out of Disneyland. Obviously, we're seeing major restrictions in California tonight as we're recording this. So who knows how that what, what ends up being there. But I know my son and I were planning a trip as soon as we can to go out to the Avengers campus uh, because that's his Star Wars. And I'm excited <laughs> for, to experience that with him. And um, you should too. And again, you can use the Travelmation agent. You know the website, but I'll plug it anyway. Travelmation.net slash WDW today. Yeah, and we thank we thank um, Rob Liv has commented, and he's a Travelmation agent. And uh, I know he he messaged me on Facebook when he was doing it, but he was literally getting a root canal, and he was still helping his his people that have booked trips. He was on hold trying to like make sure they were taken care of, and they could get. I explain that to the dentist. Like, hold on. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know if I'm in the right state of mind. I'm pretty sure they got to use some numbing agents for that. Yeah, right. Like, but I guess if you're on hold for seven hours, it's fine. Yeah. You can have like full dental surgery exactly. before uh, you get someone to pick up the phone. And then the dentist is jumping in like, oh, where are you going on vacation? <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be now that my dentist knows where I uh, or that I have the Airbnb about this podcast. That's every <laughs> conversation I have with him. And he's a big golfer, so he's always like, oh, so tell me about this Nicholson course. I'm like, oh, well, well. It's right out the back door. <laughs> he played the Joker, I think. I think that's who that is. That's awesome. Well, Guys, if yeah. I if I disappear, it's because my battery died. It's about well, it's okay. Die. We've done a half hour. Terry, is there anything you want to hit before we head out? It's not have to be an extended long episode. Man, we're, we're just trying to make sure we get content for you. Yeah. And we're just trying to bump in and give people, I know everyone's been asking for an episode and um, last week, thank you guys. We've heard lots of good feedback from those of you who heard uh, the relaunch, oh, yeah. the relaunch of Top of the World, and nice. uh, it's been fun. To... Yeah, we got great feedback from that. Thousands of people, thousands of people downloaded it. Uh, There's a lot of people who are waiting still. I mean, a lot of people don't. We obviously dropped it in the WDW today. But the uh, Top of the World. Uh, feed which has not been updated since 2017 we dropped it and still had like in a day like a thousand people listening, still listening. Like, okay yeah. here's it's the awesome. deal what's, what's clear to know if you have a dormant podcast people don't unsubscribe because mm-hmm. uh it was pretty wild to see but we knew there was always listeners because there was always uh people who were uh downloading every day there was 10 20 30 100 downloads of old episodes so i knew that there was definitely an audience still there so we appreciate that support we'll continue to to create new content, put more podcasts out, hopefully a little bit more professional next week. Hopefully we get the other guys on as well and uh, continue that. But we appreciate you joining us here for WDW today. And we hope you have a restful evening. And we hope you have a, 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 a fun time as much as you can, uh, bringing maybe a little Disney magic to your house. I know that obviously we had Star Wars release uh, early. We had Frozen 2. I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff start happening. A lot of people have been concerned because uh, – not concerned, but I've been you know disappointed. Like Jungle Cruise has been delayed, or likely the Rock said tonight likely being delayed. Uh, and then there's talk of people saying, well, what about what they're doing with like Trolls and Universals, like dropping everything online? I think you may see that more and more. 
uh, but that really could hurt the theater business. So there's pluses and minuses for it. I think for a lot of us, for consumers, it's great because look, I mean, we're having a trolls party when that night that movie comes out. I know it because we're going to be stuck here and we're going to all party and watch trolls uh, world tour. Um, it's going to be great. And I know I do the same. I mean, and Matt, I know we talked about this, like black widow yeah. is a perfect example. Like, I think I would probably see Black Widow because my son loves the Marvel movies, but let's take my son out of it. I don't know. I probably would see it first right. run. I'd probably wait till it's at home. Uh, but if it was at home, 20 bucks, we'd yeah. have a night. I've even seen people like talking about what if Disney Plus raised their monthly price, you know, if they were going to release, I'd totally be, I'd pay oh. that in a heartbeat. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there was like a premium version that had all yeah. the first runs. Oh, I'm in. I'm in, yeah, I'm in at a pretty high, high dollar. Like I would be in mm-hmm. at this point. Because I, I would um, – there's something special about it. Like tomorrow night I'm planning on watching The Invisible Man because there is something weirdly special about watching something that's still in the theaters right. uh, at your house. Yeah. And usually your now in theater section is like Nicolas Cage movies no one's ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> Playing himself. Like I was like, I was like when, when, when was this ever in theaters? <laughs> you know? So it's exciting to see that. It used to be cool indie movies. So um, maybe Disney will do that. Maybe not. I mean they're, they're – Going to be dealing with a lot. Obviously, stock's not doing great, and yeah. uh, they're taking a big hit. Uh, I think they said twenty million dollars in lost revenue as the parks are closed each day. So that's that is a pretty intense time. So, uh, though they're a big company, and I, I support, I, I say support local businesses. Go out there and support local people. Uh, we will see how this all shakes out. That's why some of the reasons of coming and doing the show is it's always it felt a little weird. But I appreciate you getting through it. We got through the first one. We'll be back with more episodes. Hopefully, we'll kind of get over this weirdness and this hump of doing it this way. And uh, maybe I'll have a microphone next time. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks for watching. Sure. Thanks for thanks for even reaching out and asking for us. Like, where are you guys? You guys coming back? And so we're here for you. And like, like you come on. Like we usually post, actually on Wednesdays. Give me a break. What? <laughs> 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 What happened? You said it was Wednesday. Yeah, it's all pretty much always Friday. Yeah, so, right. so, Will I'm lost sorry, the file again. We, sorry, we just stayed on our normal trajectory. We took one week off. All right. Well, uh, until next time, you guys got any plugs? <laughs> I don't know. Man, we did a we did a mic cast via uh, um, FaceTime audio, so we're I'm putting that all together. <laughs> okay. So well, that'll come out on Monday. Talk. I, I I envy people like Will and the Grease who have these like beautiful. I mean, you've seen the Grease's at home video oh, setup, by the way. It is ridiculous. It's almost <laughs> stunning. Like I right. told him, I was like, it doesn't even look live. Like I don't understand how you're doing it, but it almost makes me mad. It's so good. Uh, maybe yeah. uh, we can you know bring him in and he can make our our stuff look pretty. So we'll see. Yeah. We just need like ten grand each, and we'll be fine. <laughs> we got it. I got to see the grease <laughs> set up. Stimulus money. That's what the stimulus money should go to. Just there you go. good video <laughs> feed. Really high end video equipment uh, for a podcast. Right. It's like, well, we could get more food, or, or set this uh, up. <laughs> you guys, ever heard of Canon? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, until again, support our friends at Travel Nation. Yeah. If you are planning a trip, uh, check out the Airbnb. I know Terry. Uh, things are happening with the thing. Whether it's going to be, uh, I see discussions. Yeah, we're we're trying to make decisions around what to do with uh, Orlando and figure that out. We should have a decision here in a week or so. And I did just launch the mousepreneur as much as everybody wants to 
wants to wants to laugh that it does sound like manure. Oh. Is it? I think it's mouse manure. Mouse manure. Yeah, pre newer. You're saying mouse manure. Mouse. So make sure manure. The e. Yes. It still sounds. Like I'll, it. I'll, say, I'll share it. Share it in the Facebook group, so you guys, if you want to join, anybody that's like, I did a free training. It's cool. For, I'm in it. Yeah, I did a free training for travel agents, just to try to help them out through this. And so, I'd love for you guys to join the group. It's just a fun, fun way to kind of give back. So, um, it's cool. It's cool. It's just a lot of people who listen to the show that are in that space that you are talking about, uh, where it's you know whether it's the candle companies or whether it's travel agents or people that uh, work in, like said, in the world of Disney magic, but not directly for the company. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, then until next time, I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Terry Weaver, and I'm Matt Lott. And we'll see you on. Uh... Uh, the next joke.